the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. We're here for another hour. It's called The Car Show, and you're welcome to join us under the hood with Mark Salem. We're here on The Patriot, KKNT 960 AM, every Saturday from 10 to 12, Arizona time. So if you'd like to join us, the lines, we have open lines, 602-508-0960. Real quick, before we, we've got callers, Autodynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services, says me. They're family-owned and operated since 82. They do high-quality service. At Automotive Dynamics, their staff and mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, the staff and the ownership can ensure they don't sell unnecessary parts or repairs. So if you're looking for a good shop in Sun City, I can only recommend Autodynamics, the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. And I've known Chuck since 1960s um, when he uh, ran a gas station. And I got to go over there and every once in a while wash a window uh, and help out the island guys when I was really young. So I've known the family for a very long time. Deborah, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi. Thanks, Mark, for taking my call. Um, I've called before, and this last segment you had was very educational. I really appreciate it. That's why I like to listen to you, because I learn something every time. You're welcome. Um, I've had an issue. I've got a 2010 Toyota Corolla. And I bought it in 2011 when it was one year old. And it's now 2021. So for 10 years, I've had issues with the brakes. And I've had things, all kinds of things done to them. I've been to dealers. I've been to small shops. I've been to a guy that worked the oil fields who had an M&P license. All kinds of things. And my problem is I can't repeat it when I need to repeat it. But I know when it happens. But it's not all the time when it happens. And so okay, well just with tell me what it is. Like that, it, it is breaking where I, I slow down, and sometimes it's fine, and other times it feels like I'm driving over rocks. So it, I think there's a flat spot somewhere. I don't know if it's rotors. I don't know what it is. Okay. But the well, let me ask you seem s- to be okay. I know, Deborah, but let's, let me ask some questions. So when you hit the brake and everything is fine, the pedal is firm, it doesn't fade away, and it doesn't move or pulsate when things are fine. Is that right? Yes. And when it acts up, does the pedal now pulsate, or is it yes. soft and goes deeper into the stroke? What's the difference between okay and not okay? Describe what it is. How are you notified of a problem? It, it vibrates the whole thing, everything, even the steering wheel shakes. And I know it seems like I'm going over rocks, but I think it's probably, I'm guessing it's a flat spot, but I don't know. Okay, okay, but see, that confuses everybody because 
you're doing a diagnosis, and so you want oh, us okay. to go in and look for a flat spot. And, and But let me ask mm. you a question. When this shutter happens, I bet the steering wheel goes left and right, left and right. No, it doesn't. And darn it. it Does it, it go doesn't. north and south? Does it go up and down? No, it just vibrates. Okay, so you can feel this vibration in the steering wheel. And the pedal, especially the pedal. Okay, okay. The brake pedal. Okay, and it comes and goes, and there's no real rhyme or reason when it happens and when it doesn't. Um, The only time is when I'm slowing, and I'm not sure exactly if it's like from a hard, from driving real fast or driving slow. I haven't been able to figure that out. Okay, but but does it do it every single time you apply the brakes, whether you're stopping at 10 miles an hour, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 miles an hour? Does it do it every time? No, that's why I can't pinpoint it. Okay, so so it's intermittent, and the pedal shakes and vibrates. That's the problem yeah. you're looking for. Intermittently, the when I apply the brakes, the pedal shakes and and somewhat violently, and I can feel it, and it makes my whole body move like this, and shakes the whole car. How'd I do? That's pretty good. Okay, all right. It has nothing to do with what you're guessing. Um, <laughs> I, what what what's going on here is is that how many miles are on your car? Right now, twelve thousand forty-two. Twelve thousand miles. Yeah. I, okay. I haven't, I don't drive much of it. Or maybe it's 100, 120,042. Is that then 120,000? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say 12. You haven't even gone through your first brake job. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if, uh, what part of town do you live in? Um, on the border of Scottsdale and Phoenix. Okay, so what, McDowell, Thomas, Indian School, Camelback, where? Oh, um, like right now I'm at Shea and Tatum, okay. um, so it's Cactus and 61, 61st can you, Street. Can you get it to happen? Can you duplicate it, or is it so intermittent that you don't know when it's going to happen the next time, or does it do it all the time? No, it's so intermittent. I never know. In fact, over, over here I tried to make it do it, and the only thing I could try, the only thing that came that even came close to it was when I was really slow pulling into the parking lot. Okay. okay. And then I felt it. All right. It, it, I'm going to send you to Blackwell Automotive. He's at 40th and Greenway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, this is what I want you to say to him. And you're going to talk to Christy anyway. And Christy is his right hand lady, and she's just really awesome. And, and, okay. and, and so basically, you're going to say there are two times when I apply the brakes under normal conditions. There are two things that happen. Most all the time, I hit the brake pedal, and it's nice, it's firm, and I stop, and everything is fine. Sometimes, mm-hmm. when I'm driving the car, I, I'm i going to make the same kind of stop, not a panic stop. I'm not going from a normal stop to a panic stop. I'm going mm-hmm. from a normal stop to a normal stop. So sometimes, yeah. I hit the brake, and all of a sudden, the whole car shakes, the, and the brake pedal shakes and pulsates. How did I do? Did I describe it good? Yes, and I'm writing it down as you tell me. Okay, that that and 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 you can have Tom or Christy call me. Um, it, it's called a brake pulsation. The question is, is which which wheels it coming from? So if we can get it to happen, oh. and most of us guys can get it to happen, so we're gonna we're oh. gonna put 
two guys on either side of us, and we're going to go down the road on Sunday morning, and we're going to apply the brakes, and everyone's going to be looking at the tires, and, and the guy on the right side on the car says, oh, that right front's shaking like crazy, and the guy on the left says, no, the left front's not doing that. Okay, well, then it's a bad tie rod end. So then we replace the oh. tie rod end, and you'd be done. So the tires can be doing, they can be duck walking out, and then they can be pigeon-toed in. Well, if you have one of them that has a lot of play in it, then it might start chattering left or right, and that's what shakes the car when you apply the brakes. So oh, this could be a front-end part. This could be a front-end oh. part. This could be a warped rotor. It could be a bad wheel bearing on one of the fronts. And, and it, oh. it shakes the steering wheel and not your butt, which tells me it's in yeah. the front of the car. It's not in the back of the car because the back of the car would shake your butt. Oh, okay. No. Oh, interesting. So You're this the is, only one that's been able to help. Thank you. Well, no, that's because I'm asking you the right questions. And and, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's something, this on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 3 or a 4 to figure out what's the matter with it. Uh, I can remember one time I had a guy come in and tell us to do five or six different things, and he got mad at me, and he said, you don't know anything about cars because you can't fix it. And I looked up all of his work orders, and I said, we've done everything you said. So yeah. he came back in. And I, I said, give me one more chance. I won't even charge you. And he said, okay. I wasn't there, but staff gave it to Eddie, my 33-year veteran. And I've got Ron, who's been with me 26 years. And I've got Jeff, who's been with me 20 years. And I've got a lot of veterans, a lot of crusty old gray-haired guys that know cars inside and out. I'm not the only dog in that barn, I can tell you that much. So Eddie went and drove it, and he came back, and he slid the rotor off. And there was a piece of gravel behind the rotor, and it had been crushed but you could see where it had gone back and forth. Well, because the rotor wasn't sitting flush against the hub, intermittently the rotor would wobble. And so oh. he dusted out this rock and put it, everything back together, and it fixed the car. Wow. And now, there's, there's lots of things it can be, but this isn't typically going to be an expensive thing. One of the things you want to do is, I'm going to drive it, get the front end to shake, and I'm going to have Eddie hang out the passenger side window, and I want to see if the right front tire's shaking. And I can look out and see the driver's side, and I want to see if the driver's shaking, because do we have a steering problem that's causing the, the tires to go left, right, left, right, left, right? Or uh-huh. do we have just one tire going left, right, left, right, left, right? That's, that's how it's okay. diagnosed. Tom Tom can fix this. He 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 can fix it. And and then you tell Christy. Mark Salem said that if if Tom can't <laughs> fix it, he's never going to do a, a tell anybody that Tom can fix anything except put a good toilet seat cover on the public bathroom. Okay, just tell her that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good luck, Deborah. <laughs> Ralph, give me uh, tell me what you got on your mind. Good morning, Mark. Enjoy your program. Okay. Uh, Mark, I'm calling to ask you to explain the purpose of the uh, Jake brake on semi-tractors and how it works. Oh, piece of cake. Um, now, are you talking about the brake that uh, you, it's a handle on the dashboard and you use it to apply the brakes to the trailer? No, no. Or uh, are you looking on a deceleration Jake brake? De- deceleration. Okay, okay, fair enough. I can do that. Um, but I think, oh no, I got two minutes to do it. Okay, I own it. I own lots of diesels, so I can tell you uh-huh. exactly what it is. What you're talking about is, is as I get to the top of the hill and I'm going down the other side, I'm going ee, and then all of a sudden I'm going. Brrr, 
Exactly. Okay. What I've done is <laughs> I've shut off a bunch of valves or somehow or another I've plugged the engine up. They do a variety of things. But what we're doing is we're going to use the engine to create compression and we're going to slow the engine down without touching the brakes. So okay. that deceleration, sometimes, and, and I'm, I'm probably going to get a little pushback from some of the really old diesel guys, but sometimes we take the rocker assembly and we move it off the valve. And so on the compression stroke, we want compression, but we'll shut off the intake so that it, it creates friction within the engine, and we turn the engine into an air pump and compressor, an air compressor. So by doing that, we're typically going, and a lot of times we're going to knock one of the rockers off of an intake, and I don't know if it's intake or exhaust, and so somebody needs to correct me, but we're going to knock that off, and we're going to turn it into just a big air pump, and so that slows us down. And, um, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun to use. It makes a whole lot of noise, especially depending on what kind of exhaust you have. But if you're going off the top of, of uh, a big hill and you're pulling a trailer, when you flip your jake, then you're going to be going the whole the way down. But you're not going to be using your brakes, and your engine's going to slow you down. It's kind of like dropping the shifter from 10th to 5th. That's kind okay. of what it's all about. But we're going to use that. We're going to turn the engine in. in and it's not going to be consuming fuel and air and making power. We're going to turn it in to where we fill it full of air, and, and, the, and the compression of the engine will is attached to the rear tires and wheels and drive axles, and we're going to use that to slow us down. So Good. I know that Good. wasn't the best, but you caught me with my pants down with that question. Oh, well, I've been fascinated by it and by the noise uh, for many years, and I thought you would be the guy who could explain it. Well, let me tell you a real quick story, okay? I said to my guys when I bought this newest diesel, I said, I want it a little throatier, you guys. And they go, okay, Dad, okay. My son says, okay, Dad, yeah. So I get my wife and I get the grandkids in it because I took out the bed and I put a big wraparound thing and all the grandkids have. And they're, they're loving it. They got the air horns working and all that stuff. So we're coming from pace. We're coming from Tempe to Payson. You get to the top of Mount Orton on the other side. I hit the Jake brake and you'd have thought that there was a machine gun inside the cab of the truck. It was as loud as anything I've ever heard. And immediately... My wife gave me the look of, you're about 10 seconds from dying. So I flipped the Jake back on, and I downshift a couple of gears because I need to slow down. But I'm going, holy mackerel. So when I went back to the shop, and i got to take a break, I'll f finish up in just a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees, ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. All righty. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we're going to finish up with uh, the Ralph and the Jake break, and I was telling you the story. So... I get I get my diesel. I tell the shop I wanted a little throatier. I've got my wife and the grandkids. We're coming down Manord. <laughs> I flipped the Jake brake on, and you'd have thought I was being attacked by mortars from all over. The noise was horrendous, and my wife was sitting in the passenger seat, and the exhaust pipe is on her right shoulder. There's a sleeper there, and that's where the grandkids are. Well, they're hooping and hollering, and she's using bad words. So I get back to the shop, and I give it to him. I says, we went too far, <laughs> so you, you have to fix this. So there was a lot of quietness, and so I finally went to my son, and I said, I want to know exactly what you did to the to the muffler on the, on, and it's called Clifford. It's a big red dog. It's a big red diesel, so we, we call it Clifford. He goes, I don't remember. You have to talk to Adam. So I went to Adam, and I said, Adam, what would you do? And he goes, I did what Alan told me. And I said, what's that? And he says, I stuck a six-inch piece of pipe in there, and I just drove it all the way through the muffler. <laughs> He says, I just gutted the muffler. So basically, you have a big amplifier. And I said, fine, take that off. Find something that's going to quiet it down and, 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 and bill it to Alan, my son. So it was unbelievable noise. But today, it's manageable noise. It's kind of a nice throaty noise, but it's not anything that my wife uses bad words on. So that's that's the Jake break you're talking about. Okay, Ralph, thank you. Thank you very much. Gene, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, mine's pretty simple. I, I recently bought a 2017 uh, GMC Denali with the diesel engine in it. Okay. Does this thing have a speed limiter? Almost assuredly it does. Almost assuredly, and it's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 93 miles an hour, 88 to 93, maybe 95, but I 99. doubt it. 99. I went out, you know, on an empty oh. highway. I thought, well, let's see what this thing will go. And it just, like, got to 99, and uh, that was it. I thought, wow, that's kind of... Yep, we took your throttle away from you. We're ignoring your throttle signal. We're shutting off the fuel. We're shutting off the timing. And we're going to say, Gene, stop being stupid like Mark Salem. (laughs) And and, and so 99 miles an hour, I'm surprised to hear that. Normally, we see him down lower than that. Now, can you eliminate that, or is that, like, on there forever? Um, Well... This is kind of a touchy know, situation, Gene. Um, I've heard. <laughs> I've no, rumors heard. have it. <laughs> rumors have it. Um, as a matter of fact, I heard not too long ago that there was this guy with a with a, a diesel truck that had a ninety six or ninety three mile an hour thing, and and there was some kind of a programmer that you could use to take that away. And then when his wife looked at the data that was stored in this module, she found his top speed at 141. Uh-oh. And and so and and so I think he got in a lot of trouble. And I I've heard of this story and have personal <laughs> knowledge of this story. But if you went in and you typed the word programmer and um, eliminates 
uh, speed limiter, you could do that. But I also want to caution you about this. If you're the only one going to drive in the car, um, that's one thing. But if other people are going to drive on this, like grandkids or kids or something like that, I'd probably think twice about that. Right. I I just yeah. I, I've I, been involved in a couple of those. Completely. Okay, all right. <laughs> but 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 you're you're right. If you if you took it up to 110, and then here's something else. Most of the time, the tires are not rated for more than 100 miles an hour. So right. uh, the car the tires you have on your car could very well be rated at 90. And um, yeah. but I'm surprised that you went to 99. So they're probably going to be step up from there, and they might go to 105, 110. But you don't want to go 140 miles an hour with the tire that's got a top end rating of 85. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. You bet. Thank you. Whew. If we haven't gotten into trouble today, Gil, yet, then <laughs> then it wouldn't be a normal been. week, right? <laughs> Bob, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. How do you get rid of the moldy gym sock smell in a 2014 GMC Sierra pickup? Um, you, you know, it's it's my understanding that ozone is what you do, and there's some car washes that can treat your car with ozone. And I think you have to, they want to do it in the heat of a summer day. They want everything to be as hot as possible. And they somehow or another are going to circulate some magic gas, and I think it's ozone, through the car. So they got a push and a suck hose that fits above the windows. And they probably put one on one side and one on the other. And they do that. That's that's the best I can offer you. I've heard that happen. Now, the, the guys that deal with fires, um, or you could call your insurance company and ask them, do you have someone who deals with fires and smoke smell in cars that you put back on the road? And most assuredly they do. So if State Farm is your company, say, can you put that guy in touch with me so that I can decontaminate my car or I can do that? So that's that's kind of where it happens. Your car catches fire, they fix it, then they send it to have somebody clean up the inside and take the smell out of it. So, okie doke. Uh, have you used any of those products that you see in the auto, you know, where you spray it in the air intake, you know, at the base of your windshield? Well, no, that's like not true. Conditioning? No, that's not where you spray it. You spray it down by the driver or the passenger's feet. That's where the air intake is. It's 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 underneath the passenger's feet. So there, there's no air intake oh, really? up on the windshield. So if you wanted to do yeah. something fancy, you would do whatever you're going to do on the passenger side floorboard, and you'd go into recirculation. You wouldn't go into outside air. You'd go to recirculation, and you'd do it that way. That's okay. that's Thanks. that's one of the possibilities you could do if you wanted. But you spraying it down the windshield or the vi- or the uh, windshield vents is the air comes out. That that's not a suck part. The suck part's down by the. That's why when my wife gets in, well, when her mo- well when uh, when my brother gets in my truck and he st- kicks off his boots and his stinky feet, the first thing I do is I go to outside air in. <laughs> Because I don't want to recycle the air that's down by his feet. We're all going to have to smell it. So that's kind of how it works. Good luck, Bob. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And we've got another caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Neil. Hello? Yeah. Get, go uh, right Mark, ahead. I have a 2018 uh, Ram uh, 2500. With a 6.7 Commons. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Uh, I uh, changed the oil and filter in April. And when I was done, 
The oil level was in the safe zone on the dipstick. Lately, when I check it uh, on the level, uh, when it's cold, it's reading above the safe safe zone about a quarter of an inch. And the oil looks okay. It's black, but it, it feels okay. I was wondering what's happening. Well, a lot of times we have oil up in the top part of the engine that takes a while to drain back down. And so it's not uncommon after you sit overnight and you check it in the morning that, um, and after it's set for a while that you're going to be a little bit over the full. Now, keep in mind, I think well, I have the same truck you do. I think mine's a 12, and you said yours is an 18. I think the safe zone really represents the ad mark and the full mark, Right. I assume so. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the dipstick just says, you know, it's a safe zone. It's a checkerboard right. kind of thing, and right. um, and the bottom means if your oil level's below the bottom of the checkerboard, then add some and it, don't let it get above. But as long as you're checking it when you stop for fuel and it's in that checkerboard, you're okay. Now, if you overfill it. Then And if there's a problem, typically you'll get additional smoke, and the smoke won't be black like diesel. It'll be blue like oil. So I don't know that I would worry about what you're talking about, um, especially. But it, how many quarts did you put in it when you changed the oil? Uh, twelve. Okay, and it holds twelve. It holds yeah. twelve. Um, but but I it have seems a... to rise. It did it before. I, that's what puzzles me. Well, I, like I just... Now it's, it's a quarter inch above the... Uh, safe zone okay where before it was below that okay but so it's, it's like it's it's uh i have oil rising i don't know well, what's going on we pump a lot of oil to the very top of it and 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 it's going to puddle up up there and it's going to then drip back down into the engine compartment so we've got oil up high that's just pooled there but it'll leak down i think that's the answer to what you're talking about but that's the first time i've ever heard it but i want to tell you something if you wanted to go to chicago i'd go with you um there wouldn't be any problem i'm not scared of that kind of symptom so i i if as long as you check it right afterwards and it's okay and check don't check it in the morning you should be fine did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserit paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage NMLS ID 128231 Equal Housing Lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. With the holidays right around the corner, would a little extra cash come in handy? Instead of loading up those high-interest credit cards, get the cash you need the smart way. With home values at all-time highs and interest rates still low, Cash Call Mortgage can help you get the cash you need from your home's equity and get a low interest rate at the same time. 
How does a cash-out refinance mortgage and a rate and APR in the twos sound? We'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Need extra holiday cash? Want to pay off high-interest debt? Or just put money away for a rainy day? Then a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage is the perfect solution. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey! Is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All about that Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and you can join us if you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. At the first of the hour, I was telling you about my family owns a Corvette. It's a 2006 Z06, and it has 26,000 miles on it. It's been in, in a hermetically sealed, you know, area for its entire life it's black on black on black on black has black fancy wheels and then we put a rubber or a red um, uh, a a ring around the outside of the wheel anyway it's for sale and so let me tell you about it it's a 2006 z06 it's a manual six speed it's black on black it had head up display 26,000 miles and it's been stored inside its whole life here's the story behind it we actually brought the car in to put a twin turbo set on it for the guy that owned it when we put the twin turbo set on it it was he he just gave brought it back to us and said it's just way too fast it's nothing i i want to go so they took it down to firebird raceway and i'm not suggesting this is the right thing to do but we didn't know how fast this car would go so somebody got in it and we drew straws and somebody got in it and when the light turned green they took off well 
at the very end of the drag strip, all of a sudden, all these red lights and sirens came on, and we thought that the driver of our Corvette, of this guy's Corvette, um, had crashed it or blown up the motor or whatever. We were terribly concerned. So we kind of ran down that way outside the fence. What happened is is that we ran an 890 quarter mile with a 2-3 shift, and you're not allowed to do that unless you have a roll cage and a fire suit and those kinds of speeds. So this is a 9-second, um, certainly a 9-second, nine 9-10 nine to ten second quarter mile car with a 2-3 shift with a good launch and traction control disabled. So it's a really fast car. It's a very special car. It's nothing that you'd ever put your 16-year-old in, um, but this is a fun car to drive, um, and uh, it's a great car. It's 26,000 miles, and if you're interested, mark at MarkSalem.com. We want $60,000 for it. It's a twin-turboed Z06 2006 manual transmission, and it's got every bell and whistle you can imagine, and it's a very special car. I want to get rid of it, although my wife and kids are not real happy because the grandkids are getting of age, and I know that one day the grandkids are going to be driving this car, and it's it's more car than they'll ever be able to handle for the first 10 years of their driving history. So that's kind of why I've overruled everybody and said, the car's going <laughs> because I don't want the grandkids in it. So if you're interested in that or you know somebody who, who uh, is a, a Corvette uh person looking at for a Z06, then uh, this is a one-of-a-kind car because they didn't come with twin turbos. We installed it for the original owner. Then when he got in trouble at the racetrack, we bought the car back from him. So that's how it kind of kind of happened. When you come up with a problem, oftentimes the answer is in your in your owner's manual. And, and unfortunately, many times the owner's manual is kind of nebulous about whether this is a firm number or not. The easiest way to determine that is kind of look at your gauges because there's going to be a normal range, then there's going to be a caution range, oftentimes yellow or orange, and then there's going to be a red. And when the needle gets to the red, then that means you got to pull over and stop. When the needle is in the red, if the needle's touching the red and there are no other symptoms, then you can continue to drive normally and conservatively. So whether it's the oil pressure or whether it's the... Uh, the uh, cooling system on your car, there's a, a real big area there that you can still drive it. I know that people get excited about the 240-250 range on, on coolant temperature, but that's just the way it is nowadays. And if you had a horse trailer or if you had a, you know, you got your quad on the back or your hunting trailer, your two-axle trailer, then, then it's going to make a difference. But it's okay. So, and everything made certainly certainly in the last 15 years is going to have an audible alarm when you're in an area that you don't belong. So they're going to give you bells and whistles and they're going to talk to you and they're going to light up your dashboard. They're going to give you plenty of notice that, and most every engine that, that we fix that's been damaged has been damaged because it was overheated significantly or it was run low on oil. And folks, that's that you can't explain that as owners of the car or the driver of the car. But before the motor self-destructed, there was there was red lights on the dash. There was ding dinging going on. There was an audible alarm. The gauge was pegged. The needle was deep within the red zone. There was smoke. There was steam. The car was pinging, and your answer was that you were only a mile from home and thought you could make it. Well, the mile from home cost you, you know, five six thousand dollars to put the top end of the engine back together. 
So tow truck is just so much more. <laughs> it's, not, it's a better option than trying to make it home. Same way with an oil light. You have to stop. When you get red, you have to stop. I, obviously, if my wife were in a so-called bad part of town, I would probably say go ahead and drive to a safe part and then shut it off. But otherwise, if that's not her excuse and she happens to be on her way to Nordstrom's and she breaks down on the 101 um, and she pulls off the side of the road, I'm okay with that. I just don't want her to bring the car home where the, I lift the hood and the engine is one big molten mass of metal. And so that's we see that. We see that. And it's the answer is always the same. I was all I was just a mile from home. That mile's gonna cost you a lot of money. Most all of you have towing insurance on your car. Just pull over, call your towing insurance company, they'll pick up the car, they're probably gonna take you home and then have them go drive it drop it by on your wherever your shop's at. So that's we see that a lot and really and truly when you say I was only a mile from home, the the rest of the story is always bad. We'll be back. Here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Hi, Seth. I really appreciate your show. Thank you so much for being there. Hey, Seth. Always look forward to your show every day. Uh, you're a very calming presence in these crazy times. I so enjoy your show. Thank you for being a beacon of truth out there. Hey, Seth. God bless you. If I was the president, I'd play your radio program in the halls of Congress at the White House. Wow. Thank you. I love your show. I love it. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Larry Elder here. I've never been afraid of a fight. You know that as I took the fight to California's doorsteps. Like California, this country is in an age of authoritarianism and censorship, and we have to defend America. A majority of Americans no longer consider you to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. I haven't seen that poll. It's out there. If we don't, this will only continue to get worse. What you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. That's why I'm taking the fight to your doorstep, November 16th in Phoenix, for America for which it stands. One night speaking event at the Orpheum Theater that you won't want to miss. A powerful lineup that features Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, and me on stage for one night only. It's the most important event of the year. November 16th is almost here, and tickets are going fast. Tickets are on sale now at 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by Midas Gold Group. Wings for Warriors Foundation is nationally recognized. 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of veterans, first responders, and their families. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala, a night of honoring and giving, Thursday, November 11th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Madison Center for the Arts. There will be a dessert and cocktail reception with live music performances, silent and live auctions, an impactful keynote speaker, and much, much more. Wings for Warriors Foundation supports the holistic needs of veterans, first responders, and their families with transformational growth, well-being, and spiritual fitness. This event will be raising funds to support faith-based trauma counseling, equine therapy, Gold Star Family Retreats, Hyperbaric Oxygen Treatment for PTS and TBI, and Camaraderie and Healing Adventures. Wings for Warriors Foundation goes above and beyond the call of duty for our military and first responder communities. For further event details, tickets, or sponsorships, please visit wingsforwarriors.org. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. 
tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face flick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. I'm every Saturday, every Saturday, from 10 to noon, we're here talking about cars. It's a live show. We're on a a seven second or five second delay just because we don't want people to use bad words and they're more worried about me than anybody else but nevertheless if you'd like to join us 602 let me tell you about a couple of good shops in in the early 90s i determined that i because i'd been on the radio since 1988 i determined that there was a lot of shops out there that i could talk about because the number one question was everybody says where's your shop and i'd say where do you live so I've created a list of good shops, and these guys, here's my promise to you. These guys are so good. If you have a problem and somebody in the dispute resolution process says to the shop, you either fix it or give them this much money back and the shop doesn't, I will up to $5,000. I will. One time we got close to that. The shop refused to make an appropriate refund on a repair that they did. I told the shop, I'm going to drop your... Sh- and I'm going to give him the money, and you're no longer going to be part of it. And he changed his mind. He made the customer whole, and that was it. That's only happened one time since 1990. So we've not had any complaints. So if you go to MarkSalem.com, you can see the list of good repair shops. But I'll tell you about a diesel one, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Nate is a great guy. He knows more about diesels than anybody I know. He knows more about I that what I know about diesels ten times tenfold. He is just a diesel extraordinaire. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs open Monday through Friday, and they also sell parts, those performance parts, 24 hours a day on their website. So they're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and they work on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, and some of the Isuzus and some of the other imports. So that's Strictly Diesel. On the other side of town, Automatic Transmission Exchange, Phil. Gosh, I've known him for a long time. He's a great guy. He knows more about transmissions than anybody I've ever met before. And he was around when the Power Glide first came out. He was around when automatic transmissions first hit the road. So if you've gone up and down Washington, you've seen him at 40th Street in Washington. And he's on the north side of the road. And he has an old transmission up on a sign. So that's automatic transmission exchange. Tib, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Um, I have a uh, 2018 Chevy Traverse. And I've been through the owner's manual a half a dozen times now, and I cannot find where there's what interval they suggest the transmission fluid be changed. Any ideas? I I've never seen a manual that didn't have that in the maintenance schedule I where cannot, they show. Cannot find it. Okay. I've been, I've been on the internet, and the internet people uh, tend to uh, go with forty-five thousand miles, but I can again, like I say, I can't find it in the manual. Okay. Okay. Um, You are the second person in all my life, I had one just the other day, say the same thing um, with a Honda, and and it didn't call for that. I'm troubled by that 
for two reasons. Number one, it leaves it open for interpretation. And what was the mileage you said that already has been suggested to you? 45,000. Okay. See, most all the fluids in the newer model cars are, are, are of a synthetic nature, which is a far superior oil than we've ever had in our cars before. So it's a long-term oil. Typically on a transmission with a synthetic is 100,000 miles. We we used to do all the oil, all the fluid changes every 30. That was through the 70s and the 80s. In the 90s, we went up there towards 90 and 100 on all the major fluids like transaxles, differentials, transfer cases, transmissions, um, that kind of stuff. So today, uh, it's my understanding and my impression and what we do on our own personal cars is we're at a 100,000 mile call on those cars that have been uh, that are 10 years or newer. So that's kind of okay. how it works, but I'm surprised. C- can I ask you to send me an email? Certainly. Okay, Mark with a K at Mark Salem, Salem like the cigarette dot com. Leave your phone number there. I'd like to do a little research on this. If if in fact this and I, like I said, you're the second person that's come to me with this. If this is a trend where we're dropping off the mileage intervals, the service intervals on stuff like transmissions, transfer cases, differentials, uh, transaxles, if that's the case. We're throwing our industry into a tailspin because obviously it serves me as a shop owner to clip you at twenty-five or thirty thousand miles intervals, as opposed to a hundred thousand mile intervals, and I think that's really bad for our industry. We are not prepared for that, and it's already happening today. We know that it's happening today. We're getting customers that said that are they're being told by a variety, and and we're talking about dealerships independence, uh, oil change facilities, um, chain stores, all of, there's there's guys in all of those different venues of car repair that uh, have decided that they know when your fluid should be changed. And most of the time, they haven't even looked at it yet. They're just looking at the odometer. And in the old days, we called that odometer surfing. So you would look at the odometer and then create a a plan for maintenance based on what the odometer said, not asking, have you ever done this before? Have you ever had the brake fluid change before? Have you ever had the transmission fluid change before? It's just automatically you're due. And I think that's really bad mm. for our industry. But what I'd like to do is, is I'd like you to send me an email, Tib, and tell me your make and model, and even the VIN number. You can leave off the last six digits, but give me the VIN repeat number. The, repeat, your, repeat your email address again. It's Mark with a K at MarkSalemLikeTheCigarette.com, Mark at MarkSalem.com. And I'd like very much to call a couple of GM people that I know and ask them two questions. Um, What is the transmission service interval? And two, is it in the manual? And if so, where? And and then I'll I'll, I'll get the answer for you. But it's not going to be till Monday or Tuesday, okay? Not a problem, sir. I'll, I'll wait for your email. Okay. Thank you very much, Tip. Thank you. Uh, our industry, we, you have to understand, if, if I got to see you every 3,000 miles, I got to rotate your, your tires every other oil change. And I got to do a lot of things based on that 3,000 miles. When you all of a sudden we take you to a ten to 15,000-mile oil change interval, I've lost a significant amount of sales. And that's thrown our whole industry into a tizzy for the last 10 years. And so if you're starving to death, 
then you're likely to start selling stuff in 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 parameters that are not necessarily universally accepted. And we have another caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Dennis. Dennis, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I have a uh, Lexus ES300 2001. Uh, transmission's never been serviced that I'm aware of, and a car has 200,000 miles on it. Um, it, uh, it. It's starting to, when it hits the third gear of the drive, it starts to cough and, and sputter a little bit. If I go to first, second, it's fine. A friend of mine read the put a, a machine on it and said there's a code that says it a serviceable part, something about the valve body and the solenoids. Um, is that something I, sh- I could service, or is that, is that new tranny time? No, I, I wouldn't. If you came to my shop, based on what you just told me, I wouldn't want any part of any replacement. you got 200,000 miles on it. That car's been around the equator eight times. <laughs> it's You have to put that in perspective. It's 25,000 miles around the equator. It's been to the moon three times because I think it's 88,000 miles to the moon. So, and, and, and so this thing is shedding metal its entire life. So we're going to have aluminum. We're going to have stainless steel. We're going to have some dirt. We're going to have some grit. We're going to have some oxidized oil particles that are rock hard. And so we're going to put a valve body that has little bitty holes the size of a sewing machine uh, needle. And we're going to just take the pan off and put the valve body back on there and put it all back together i want no part in that one the success rate has to be about as much as you and i hitting the lottery in the next hour so no i do think a transmission filter and 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 filter and fluid change would be an appropriate thing you could go with so far as to not only do the filter but flush the transmission and i'll tell you what that's either going to make it better or make it worse and there ain't no in between there's no in-between. I tell you that if I was standing in the front counter, we're either going to make it better or we're going to, it's going to be worse. And if it's worse, you needed a transmission anyway. But you just spent $200 having us flush it and changing the filter. So, But it's, it's, it's at best a 50-50 shot. But 200,000 miles, there's no question in my mind, for you to pump money into that transmission at 200,000 miles is a waste of time, a waste of your money too. I think you need to either... Let's do some fluid changes and see what happens, or let's start um, bidding, uh, having somebody rebuild the transmission. All righty. Well, I appreciate your your thoughts. Okay. Well, good luck to you one way or the other. Good luck to you. The valve body, again, is just a, a piece that it, it electronically sends fluids in different fashions to open this area up and to close this clutch and to open this this uh, band and all this kind of stuff. And the computer is controlling all this fluid. And when you have really small particles of trash inside there, that creates problems. And the trash means it's already past the filter. So who's next? We have Daniel. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Hey, uh, another yeah, engine oil question for you based on okay. your vast background. Uh, if you have a, uh, in, engine, say small box Chevrolet that's been con- run on conventional engine oil, uh, and then you switched over to full synthetic, have you had any experience with them, uh, having more of an affinity to leak out of seals, like the valve cover, intake manifold gaskets or stuff like that? That's- rear main? That's been that's been a a wives' tale since we started with uh, synthetic oil and mobile one days in the mid '80s. 
That's been a that's been a wives' tale. If it has a leak now, and if you're putting 30 weight Valvoline in it, and you go to a 1030 synthetic, you're going to have the same leak, and it's okay. not going to make leaks. Um, but I, what what are you what are you kind of a vehicle you're talking about? Uh, 95 vintage uh, 350 Chevy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it went went to a full synthetic, and it seems to be leaking out out by the rear main. Or the either valve cover gasket or the intake manifold or something back there. Or the oil so, pressure switch back there. Okay. The back of the intake manifold. Yes, you're right. The rubber gasket, the valve covers, and the oil yeah. pressure switch. Does this have a two? I what wasn't thinking before, but yeah. now it is. So. All right. Now, what did you put in it before? What weight oil did you put in it before? Uh, 10W30 conventional. And so then you went to a 1030 synthetic. Yeah. Okay. Or five, okay. five, five thirty. Okay. We it flows like a five weight when it's cold, as opposed to it flows like a ten weight. So you got that okay. low end sitting there, and it flows like okay. a thirty weight. Both of them are flowing like a thirty weight when it's warm. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'd put dye in it, and I'd get a black light and wave it around the back of it because if it's an oil okay. pressure switch, you're talking about forty bucks. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. And then I would do just a little bit of tension on the valve cover, fork, valve cover bolts. How old is the motor? What year is it, do you think? Uh, I'm not too... Uh, yeah, 95, 1995. Okay. Because at the back uh, of some of the old small blocks, there was a vent tube that went to the ground, and under pressure from the inside of the engine would blow it. it the blow-up pipe tube is what it was called. So okay. I was trying to fish to see if this was one of those that had a, a freeze plug in the top of the back of the, the motor for the blow-by tube, but oh, okay. it, it doesn't. And so you've got the gasket, like you said, the gasket valve cover and the oil pressure switch. This could be an oil pressure switch, and if that's the case, you're home free. You just replace that. You need a special socket to do that, but that's easy to do. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay, Daniel. I appreciate all the info. Thank you're you. welcome. Good luck to you. My email is mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. So if you have a question or a problem, you can always email me. And if you include your phone number, I'm going to call you from a blocked line. Typically, I call and you don't answer because it is a blocked line. So then I say, hey, this is Mark Salem. I'm going to call you back in about 15 minutes, five minutes or whatever. And I do my best I can to touch base with you. But so many times I have lots of questions, and it's just like Daniel and I right now. He's got a small block Chevy. Does it have this? Does it have that? Those are the kinds of things that we have we talk about. So um, I have lots of questions, and then he went from a 1030 to a 530, and so there's a difference in viscosity in the thickness, and in an exaggerated way, one of them's a little bit more watery consistency, and one of them's a little bit more peanut butter consistency, and that's going to change things with oil leaks. So you can understand why those questions are answered or asked and answered, is because that helps understand it. But it's always been the rap that synthetics would cause and right now you know what the number one oil i'm pouring in cars a zero twenty it has the consistency of a sewing machine oil but it doesn't turn to a tar until 500 degrees not 300 degrees and it flows out of the count at 60 below zero not 20 below zero so your zero twenty is a big dog heavy hitter oil that the race car people are using because it provides the best protection but you're not going to get some old guy to put it in his car 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.